This is Aftermath, where we give you the week that was in MMA. It's your man, The Voice. Track, oh, not track star sports. <laughs> oh, habits die hard. We are now MTMV. That's right. My team, my voice, my sport is MMA. And I cover that for track star. Ah, there we go again. <laughs> for MTMV Sports. <laughs> On the line is my esteemed colleague, uh, the, the man with the uh, with the flowing red uh, he <laughs> should live on the Texas Oklahoma border uh, for, for the flowing red locks that he's got to be right there for the Red River rivalry. Uh, none other than the bearded wonder himself, Josh Moosel. What's going on, sir? Not much, man. Long time uh, since we've talked some MMA. Uh, yes. I absolutely love the new logo. I love the new brand of MTMV. Um, so this is exciting. I have also been calling it Trackstar Sports, though, still. It is very hard not to. <laughs> yes. Um in the words of Boys to Men, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Uh, and I suspect I will continue to mess this up uh, at least for a good month or so. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but what's uh, what's going on on your end? Uh, not much, man. Just trying to uh, – part of the reason we missed last week again uh, was just trying to get some more baby room stuff done. Uh, that's – quickly approaching um october 1st is our due date so ah. been very busy finishing that kind of stuff and uh launching a lot of stuff with the blog and especially mma content so um yeah man just been steady busy yeah i saw uh the ambush sports uh handle out on twitter uh so feel free to Go out there and support that as well as MTMV Sports, of course, because that is the vehicle that's driving Aftermath. But, uh, yeah, we got all, all kinds of good stuff out there. Of course, you can follow your man, The Voice, uh, on all social at T-H-A-V-O-Y-Z-E. Uh, so we got all the socials out the way uh, up front. Uh, that's That's cool. That's what's up. <laughs> All right. Well, in order of occurrence, and like you said, uh, we did take off last week uh, because you had some things to do, but it wasn't all you. You said to call you on Friday, and <coughs> um, I couldn't do it because I was going and picking up two of my sons who don't live with me, uh, my adopted children. Uh, one of them calls me Mister, the other one calls me Uncle. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, but that—that's how things go. It takes a village, and I'm just glad to be a part of that village. Went and got them because we were having a uh, community day the following day at church, and I wanted to take them along with the boys that uh, are the fruit of my loins, and they had a ball on the uh, the inflatables, the game truck. Got all kind of books from the free book mobile. I mean, it, it was great. <laughs> Outside of it being extremely hot, it was great. Uh, and I got a chance to DJ. DJ TV was in the house. I wish I had my. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had Serato up. I would hit the the air horn right now, but I don't. <laughs> anyway, did all that, and of course, uh, Sunday is a day of worship and a day of service. So, you know, took care of all that and boy, rest arrested on uh, Labor Day. So uh, looking forward to getting some more rest on this Saturday coming up, too. Uh, but not before seeing uh, some good MMA. You know, um, last week I put out the MMA main card, but it only got posted via Anchor. Salute to Anchor for uh, providing ways for us to get this good content to everyone but unfortunately it only posted there didn't post to um apple Podcasts and things of that nature but anyway uh, on it i 
gave an update regarding, or I shouldn't say an update, but a preview of one championship uh, beyond the horizon, which will be taking place, oh, in less than 12 hours from our recording now. So looking forward to partaking of some MMA as I work in the morning. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about UFC Lincoln. The bonus winners were Justin the Highlight Gagey uh, with a phenomenal highlight reel KO of the executioner James Vick. That was the main event. Starting off the main card was Eric Anders who got a $50,000 performance of the night bonus. And then on the undercard, you had your fight of the night, which was Corey Sanhagen and Yuri Alcantara. All of them earned $50,000 bonuses for their fights. Tell us a bit about the Anders fight. That fight, <clears throat> I I thoroughly enjoyed that fight, for one. Um, I, I know that I actually was just looking through uh, – before you, we got on on the podcast here, and I was just pulling up some stuff and seeing a lot of people are talking about a rather lethargic performance, and and I don't know if I can necessarily agree with that. I mean, you had uh, uh, some really good back and forth. Um, I mean, it wasn't immediate swarming; it was definitely a more uh, methodical approach from Anders, um, mm-hmm. but really just took his time and was landing. Uh, that that strong left hand over and over again um, was throwing some pretty solid combos. But uh, honestly, Tim Williams, even though he was a, a rather not even a relative, he was a pretty large underdog for that fight, um, was was landing a lot of his own shots as well. And it really went back and forth for for essentially three full rounds. Um, and I thought it was going to go to a decision. And honestly, it, it would have been a close decision and the way that the fight was going. And then it like the last. 30 seconds of the fight, um, Anders really caught a couple of good shots with Williams up against the fence. Um, Williams, I don't remember if he dropped him. I wish I could remember. I don't remember if he dropped him with a shot or if uh, he kind of threw him down. Um, But Williams went to do a very technical get-up, kind of sidestepped, right hand posted to the ground, um, trying to keep distance. um, And just the pure athleticism, of Eric Anders, and if you don't know anything about him, this is an old uh, or a former—I don't want to say an old—a former <laughs> linebacker for the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, part of the '09 championship team, I believe. Um, was a pretty key contributor to that team, so very athletic young man. Um, just reach out and soccer kicked the heck out of Tim Williams. Um, the one thing I thought was the most interesting was there was a lot of, and I believe even the announcers had kind of started it, mm-hmm. of it was a legal kick because he had the hand on the ground. Um, but, you know, at the beginning of all of the MMA cards anymore, they talk about whether the athletic commission has adopted the new unified rules. And the new unified rules states that a grounded opponent no longer is one hand or one finger on the mat. It is now you have to have two hands on the mat to be grounded. So regardless of the hand position, as he was getting up, his legs were clearly up. Um, He just had his two feet and one hand on the ground at the most. Uh, It was a very solid kick. Um, I believe his hand was up anyway, but it was vicious, knocked him out cleanly. Uh, I don't think he got a chance to even come in and do any kind of follow-up ground and pound. As soon as he got hit, uh, William stiffened up, fell to the ground. Um, in the last 15 seconds, I want to say it was 4:42 in the third round. Um, so really, just a, in my opinion, very good fight up until that point. And then the the exclamation point. Anders, I believe, is 11 and one, and has only lost his split decision to Loyola Machida, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you would be correct. Young man coming up again. The athletic background of being a high caliber defensive player for a very prominent school um, really will play well into what he does. I mean, he's got the athleticism to go along with the size at middleweight. Absolutely. And, you know, as you stated, his only loss was to Machida. It was a split decision. 
And I mean, you couldn't be too upset, but I didn't see Machida winning the fight. I actually had that fight scored for Anders. Um, but it doesn't matter. He's rebounded very well uh, by dribbling <laughs> Williams with that kick. I mean, it, it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. All right. Uh, well, that was that. Um, I'll touch really quickly on the well, actually, let me go over the the fight of the night, which was a phenomenal fight. Uh, Corey Sanhagen and Yuri Alcantara. Boy, Sanhagen looked done for in the opening moments of the round. He got caught with an overhand right, slammed on his head, and then was put in a triangle armbar combo. Corey's arm was pretzelized so bad that they had a makeshift uh, cast for him in the post fight. He said he heard it pop and everything, but he just refused to tap out. Uh, he said he was more concerned about the choke than his arm because if he passed out, then he couldn't continue. On top of that, then Alcantara hit him with some hammer fists, some vicious hammer fists, so much so that he got three stitches in his left eye and one in his nose. Now, that Sanhagen sounds like the loser, right? Wrong. Corey willed himself to get on top and release some devastating ground and pound. Everything that I talked about with Alcantara, that happened in the first two minutes. For the last three minutes, oh my goodness, he just beat the snot out of uh, Alcantara. And had it not been for him almost losing in the first two minutes, it would have been a 10-8 round. Had uh, it been the other way and somehow Alcantara was able to win the first round, it would have been a 10-8 just because of how dominant both of those uh, moments were in the fight. It was stopped or I should say, uh, fight-ending sequences. So much so that the ref for that fight did not ref anymore that night because he really should have stopped the fight multiple, multiple times. But he let it go. Second round, uh, Yuri got hit with something. It didn't look that hard, but the accumulation of punishment that he took in the previous round made it much more impactful. Down he went, and after some more unnecessary shots, the ref finally called it. That round one is in firm contention for round of the year, and yeah, it it definitely was the fight of the night. Now, I know there was another fight that you found very interesting uh, with Mr. Figueroa and John Moraga, the pride of Phoenix Arizona, there's a uh, his school. He always has a W, and I think a Y nine and uh, uh, Max Holloway, but it's not Y nine. I forget the name of the school, but maybe Washington. I don't know. But talk to us about that fight. Uh, yeah, this is another um, up and coming fighter in Figure. I oh, mean, I'm gonna mess this up a thousand times. Just so y'all know, uh, Figueredo, Figueredo, whatever. How you say his name? Um, it, it 14 and 0, I believe he's coming right. That sounds good. F- I think right. right. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. Um, but you know, there is a, there's a lot of letters in the, in both of his names, but don't let that distract you because this guy can stink and fight. Um, he came in, he was, uh, you know, if you, if you pay attention to MMA junkie, MMA fightings or these different guys that put out polls, uh, with their writers and stuff, putting out their predictions for fights. Um, most of them had Moraga actually is the favorite fighter amongst most journalists and in, in, in uh, these different uh, publications. Uh, I had actually, I mean, just going through and watching uh, Figueredo and some of his fights and seeing that this this dude's like a complete package. I mean, he he can strike. He's so fast. He he just never seems like he ever slows down. So I don't know if he gets tired at all. Um, he can wrestle. He's great on on the ground in ground and pound. He can he can uh, threaten with chokes and, and and arm locks and leg locks and just so many different things. Um, and he put every bit of it on display in the what was it the 
uh, roughly a little over one and a half uh, rounds. I think mm-hmm. it was uh, somewhere at the three-minute mark of the second round that, that he finished the fight. Um, but you got a chance to see that. You saw the takedowns. You saw him threaten uh, threaten with the um, the, the submissions uh, while he was on the ground and, and had that position. But you also watched when he was losing the, the submission position that he would soften Moraga up with, which is vicious elbows and ground and pound. And uh, Moraga did great uh, to get himself back up uh, in the, in the, at the, near this end here in the second round. He was able to, to stand himself back up and just caught a, another uh, vicious elbow and caught a, a, just a, a, a gnarly uppercut. Uh, to the body, and it dropped him. Uh, he got dropped twice in just a couple seconds. I got to give the man all the heart and all the props for having heart that in Moraga of not, I mean, just not conceding. He would get knocked down. He was standing back up and getting hit again and falling right back to the ground. But Figueredo just never, ever gave him an inch. It was, it was incredible to watch. And just to see, even when he was finished with the fight, I mean, he looked like he just rolled out of bed. I mean, he was not didn't look remotely tired at all. I mean, this, this guy is, he's the real deal. Um, I really want to see him fight some more. I think he's super exciting uh, for the division. Um, I believe he was calling out. Oh, I'm forgetting who he was calling out. I want to say it was Cahuto. And he said he would settle for DJ. I think it's yeah, what he I, said. I couldn't remember if it was the other way around, but it sounds – I think he called out Henry Cahuto and said, I'll take him, but I'll settle. I'll settle for Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, um, he's going – he's uh, <laughs> aiming for the moon, and I don't know if he's going to land amongst the stars or not because uh, both of those are pipe dreams. I agree. Um, but if he continues to put on performances like this and really – uh, and really entertain in, in this. I mean, this is what you kind of see. You don't – you sacrifice some of the, the one-punch knockout powers you see with the heavyweights of these smaller, faster guys, um, but you got a lot of action in these flyweight fights typically um, just due to the speed and, the, and the, the cardio that a lot of these guys have. And he really put on an impressive fight. It was super fun to watch. Um, I, for one, I mean, I'm a, I'm a ground game guy. I like guys that can, that can get it done on the ground, but I like a, a head kick knockout as much as the next guy too. Um, and to see a guy that can put both together, get you on the ground and really do some technical work submission wise, and then do some, just roll over when he doesn't have it and just soften you up with elbows and ground and pound and the flexibility that, that Figueredo had, um, uh, was phenomenal too, was able to keep Moraga for the most part, just kind of locked into a position. Um, it just wasn't able to get away. Uh, really, just a, a really good performance, and uh, definitely can can continue to to garner some attention uh, if he continues to fight that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, a couple more fights on this card, and then we'll move on to PFL seven. The voices marquee matchup for this card was Jake Ellenberger versus Bam Bam. Brian Barbarina and it was because of the stakes that were on the line I knew that a loss very well may spell the end for Ellenberger and the backstory with it Ellenberger did lose that did uh, that was it for him because he was fighting in his home state of Nebraska another reason why I picked it and he was fighting the same person that retired his twin brother. So yeah, if you if your name is Ellenberger and you're thinking about fighting, uh, if <laughs> if the person has a nickname of Bam Bam, you probably want to stay away from him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ellenberger he came out early, controlling the pace, uh, and about three and a half minutes later, they stood in the center and they were trading blows. And about 30 seconds later, Bam Bam hit uh, Ellenberger with an overhand right that stunned him. Then a left hook dropped him, and that spelled the end. Uh, The juggernaut tried to get up, but Bam Bam caught him with a swift hook to the temple and then followed up with some ground and pound to secure the victory, causing Ellenberger to take his gloves off, leave them in the center of the cage, and go off into the next stage of his life. 
uh, someone who moved their fighting life on was Justin Gagey in the main event. He said, Vic, every time you step up to real competition, you will. I don't know why you're talking all this head. You're talking all this mess. You're going to get it. And my goodness, did he ever. Vic did a good job in the beginning keeping Gagey on the outside uh, with kicks and things. And he did a great job with it until he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like uh, Gagey was in trouble because uh, Vic was hitting him with some nice kicks to the body and had him doubled over with those body kicks. It almost made him look like he was um, ducking into the kicks. He was doubled over so bad. Uh, but soon after that, uh, you could cue up one of the favorite sons of St. Louis, especially when it comes to poetry, Nelly, uh, with the track, Here Comes the Boom, because that's what happened. Boy, Justin Gagey. Uh, his nickname is a highlight, and he definitely added another highlight to his reel. Caught Vic with an overhand right and made the executioner look like a windsock man outside of your local used car lot. Hands up and <laughs> falling to the side. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, that was the last fight. Uh, you, you like that one? That's what I was... Okay, so let me let... <laughs> I pictured it. I was like, that's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> right, isn't it? Yeah, just hands up and falling to the side. Uh, but uh, fight fans, let me let you all in on a little bit of the backstory. As we were preparing to record this tonight, <laughs> and boy, you are making my life right now uh, enjoying this so much. Uh, as we were preparing, we were talking things over before we decided to begin recording, and uh, the bearded one that had some really good insight on some things, like, no, 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 don't say anything, don't say anything yet, don't say anything yet, w you know, hold it for the recording. And then I thought about this and I shared the same thing with him. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm, I had you holding it, so let me let me hold it. So glad that worked out. All right, <laughs> it <Ooh>. sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, right, it, I, I get myself under control here. <laughs> I keep picturing the knockout and I keep laughing at it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it really does. Um, and that will probably now for me forever stick in my mind whenever I see James Vick. I'm going to think about the Windsock Man. Matter of fact, he, his nickname may be changing from the Texecutioner to the Windsock. <laughs> All right, well, speak, speaking of another memorable uh, evening, PFL 7, before it could get started, it was already crazy. So, uh, Case, uh, Johnny Case, supposed <laughs> to fight Jason High. They were supposed to fight for um, a spot in the playoffs, but they didn't fight. Case is going to the playoffs. He got awarded three points for a victory and got his entire purse without having to throw a single blow. Why? Because High lost the fight literally on the scales. He came in like 162, 163, somewhere in there. And in New Jersey, uh, they are very strict as far as their um, – as far as the athletic commission is concerned. So salute to New Jersey. I think they, uh, it's the New Jersey Boxing Commission, I believe is what it's called, but salute to them between New Jersey, uh, New York, California. Those three have some of the highest standards when it comes to fighter health and safety. And uh, they would not allow him to even go back and try again. It's like, you're just too far over. Fight is called. Now, the high and case were matched up in the first place, which may be the reason why high was so overweight. They were matched up on short notice because the initial bout that was supposed to take place, it was uh, scheduled for Brian Foster and Ramsey Nidham, but they both got pulled from the fight due to injuries uh, to both of them. So, uh, 
Case didn't have to throw a punch. And I think that this was his first fight in the PFL, his first scheduled fight in the PFL, walks right into the playoffs and got all his money. Poor, poor Jason High. He really needs to get uh, some things together. He did well in the former, or I should say in the PFL before the tournament started, uh, as well as in the WSOF. He was doing very, very well. But, man, this tournament has not been nice to him. Got robbed in Chicago, got slept in his last fight, and then <laughs> lost on the scales when he got yet another opportunity to come in after being eliminated. Yeah, it just uh, has not been his season. All right. Now, that was uh, that was how things started off. On that card as I was sharing with the bearded wonder, uh, the only fights that went the distance were the ones that either had no uh, playoff implication or because they went the distance uh, wound up being no playoff implication. This fight card started off and ended the same way with head planting KOs. Muhammad Darius. Uh, need Leroy Johnson, who not only went head first into the canvas, he went head first into one of the poles of the cage and had to have emergency neck surgery. Uh, praying for him and a speedy recovery. Uh, thank God that it's just neck surgery and it's not something worse. Um, the uh, the unanimous decision you had Ramazan. Kura uh, Magomedov. Some more Magomedovs. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they need to change the name from the PFL to the DFL because they got so many Dagestani-based wrestlers, I mean, uh-huh. fighters in it. Yeah, might as well be the the Dagestani Fighters League because it's, it's the world against Dagestan. Uh, he had a unanimous decision versus Robert Hale. Uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, who He's related to uh, Abubakar and Khabib. He's another cousin brother. He had a unanimous decision win over, I'm not even going to try his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try it. Not even going to try it. Because uh, he might not fight in the PFL anymore anyway. <laughs> then you got Emiliano Sordi picking up six points with a KO over uh, Jason Butcher, 16 seconds into the first round. Uh, Sadabu C, also picking up a first-round KO of Kyle Michaelis, uh, two minutes and six seconds into the first round. Uh, the other unanimous decision was Cal uh, Allen Carr, who beat Mike Pot Kyle in what was a very, very interesting fight. I think you had some... Um, some insight to share. So I'm going to let you do that. I was, and really I'm just going to share uh, most of the insight is in the first round. Uh, Cause I almost texted you at the end of the first round and said, wow, this is a good fight to kick off with. And everybody was saying it. The first round was great. Uh, Mike Kyle, I believe had two knockdowns uh, of Alan Carr. Then Alan Carr was able to recover. It was able to take, uh, Kyle down and was able to to get really I mean it was just within just inches and seconds from getting a submission and somehow Kyle was able to survive and man it was just non-stop action for five full minutes both sides couldn't tell you who would have won that fight or won that round at all I mean you had the knockdowns you had the almost uh, secured submissions but then you saw him escape and then Kyle ended up on top because of the escape man it was so good and then the second and third round, uh, they were both exhausted. <laughs> it was like these half-hearted, uh, throwing these kind of jabs. Um, Alan Carr was so tired at one point. Um, I'm not entirely sure. And this is what I just don't understand. Like, I get that Kyle was also tired. But th- there was a definite difference between Kyle's tired and Alan Carr's just complete. He couldn't pick his hands up. Right. I mean, he was walking, I mean, like a gorilla. I mean, just his arms down by his knees, his mouth wide open, and he, but he was still walking forward. And for some reason, Kyle would, 
engage would throw a one, two and clinch one, two and clinch. I'm like, what are you? And then I think he tried to take him down at one point. It was, yeah, he it, thought was it was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not really sure what that was. Um, should have and could have easily not only won the fight, but could have, could have secured um, probably even a knockout or a TKO, just the sheer exhaustion. Right. Um, had he knocked him down, there's no way he was going to be able to defend himself. Alan Carr was more or less looking for a way out, it seemed. Just knock me down, knock me out, get me out of here. He was just gasping. Um, very strange fight. I mean, you could you could tell. I mean, they went they went as hard as you could go for five minutes. I'm not saying that, oh, it's you know, it was, it's because they're lazy. I mean, they went harder than anybody I've seen for five minutes. Um, they gave it every ounce of everything they had, and it showed the remaining two rounds. So it was just a very – uh. The reason I want to talk about it was just simply that it was just such a dynamic. It was like two separate fight. I mean, just two yeah. complete separate sets of fighters. Like the first round was one set and the second, third round was, was just a completely other set, a different set. And eventually it rained. I mean, it ended with the crowd on their feet round one. I mean, everybody's screaming, <laughs> yelling. And then about halfway through the second round, the booze came. It yes. was so weird. <laughs> But uh, that is what PFL does. You come out to get that first round stoppage, and sometimes, sometimes you don't get it, and sometimes this is kind of what you get. You just you burn every bit of what you've got in the tank, hoping to get that first round knockout. Because I believe this one had implications, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, I think it, it, if they it, finished it someplace like halfway between the second round or into the second round, I think a finish would have would have at least put you in contention. I don't know if it would have been. No, they, it would have put them in. Would it? Had, okay. Had they stopped? Had they gotten a stoppage before the end of round two, they would have gone to the playoffs, and they put it oh, all out there. Yeah. And yeah, it just didn't work out. Yep. So very, very interesting fight, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if either of them had pulled, I mean, because they were like in full mount and not doing anything. If either of them had just pull together a little bit of energy and put five strikes together at once, the fight would have been over. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. They are both uh, off to do whatever uh, because their season is done. Someone's season who I don't believe is done. I think they may have punched a ticket into the playoffs is uh, Henderson Fiera who, again, picked up six points uh, with a first-round TKO 30 seconds into the fight. I mean, these fights were going fast. Alexandra Bazeda caught Magomed Irasov in the first round with uh, three minutes and 24 seconds in. Bazgit Atayev. I can say Atayev. I don't know about the first name. But yeah, he <laughs> gave the real OC a real headache with a TKO in round one. I mean, he looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, he looked phenomenal. And, he, and he's such a striking-looking individual because, I mean, even just looking at his picture now, um, he's got a salt-and-pepper beard. So you're like, who's this old man in here <laughs> fighting? But, dude, his striking, no pun intended, his striking was so crisp. Um, and I, I'm interested in seeing how things progress for him because that did punch his ticket into the playoffs. That six points in that round, uh, he needed it because he lost his first fight. Uh, some, and the main event, Smiliano Rama got five points with a second round TKO. And, yeah, that was just interesting uh, in and of itself over Jamie Abdallah. Uh, go ahead and tell the people why that was so interesting. Yeah, this one was interesting. This was another one of those fights where a finish had to happen inside of the second round or before the close of the second round, before the third round started. Uh, and there's a reason I have to be very particular <laughs> in using that verbiage. Before the third round started, um, in order for one of these two gentlemen to advance. 
the fight again, the, just a really good all around fight. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to mention one thing. I even put it up on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> there was a, a, an entire, I had to have been two and a half minutes um, where uh, Rama was on top and I don't remember who was cut. I don't remember if it was Jamie or not, but somebody was cut and it was bleeding pretty bad on the mat. And I have no idea what the heck they make that, uh, that they're, they're, are, they're, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're, floor they're uh, out of. yeah, it's like the canvas was super. Slick. Yeah, he, and and I, I, I thought it was a humongous disadvantage because Jamie had great position was doing everything you were supposed to, to stand up. He was rolling into uh, Rama. He was posting up on the left knee. He was pushing up against the fence and he should have been able to wall walk up four five six times he tried it and he would just slip and and honestly it, not even to say that there was a huge disadvantage for abdallah but for even for rama who was trying to gain better position when he would put his foot on the ground to try to roll around or get he was slipping and it just turned into it looked like something silly like they were standing on ice trying right. to do this um so i did want to mention that because i that that was unfortunate because I, I believe personally that Jamie Abdallah would have gotten out of that, that series relatively quickly. I mean, he was doing everything that you're taught. I believe even boss Rutten was saying like he would have been out by now if it wasn't for their slip in. And Randy Couture even said, yeah, we're not entirely sure why they put a non absorbent top on, on a sport <laughs> where you're, 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 Dudes are spitting, they're bleeding, they're sweating, and it's right. just this giant slick surface. Um, but that's uh, different than from, than in the fight. But that did go on, and that um, really wore out both guys. I mean, because you had two guys that really couldn't get position, and were not just fighting with each other, but were trying to fight with the with environment the itself. Yeah, yeah trying to. <laughs> so every time, you know, and neither one of them could really advance or get out. So it was just this really weird stalemate. Um, but Rama had like a half back position. So nobody was going to stand it up because he was in a threatening position. Um, but interestingly enough, they somehow slid far enough away from that, that, that uh, Abdallah was able to get up. And when he got up, he really landed some, some heavy blows. I think he landed a heavy knee. Now this is the end of the second round mm-hmm. um, landed a heavy knee and honestly had Rama, in my opinion, really wobbled and kind of um, almost TJ Dillashaw esque in the first Garbrandt Dillashaw fight kind of walked to his corner, but it wasn't overly steady. You could definitely tell he got rocked at the end of the round. Um, if Dolly kind of just walks over, I didn't notice anything. I mean, definitely you could see the fatigue in both guys. Um, but interesting, the doctor stopped the fight in yep. between the rounds and they stopped it because they thought that Abdallah could not continue, um, which I mean, I, you don't get a chance to see much of the doctor showing, but I will say I can't really blame the doctor. It just it is surprising because you could see that, that when the doctor was was checking, he was checking pupil dilation, stuff like that, um, making sure that he was focused and able to go. And it looked like fatigue to me, but he definitely was not focused on the doctor. Um, now, as soon as he was alerted that the fight was being called off he seemed to have woken up very quickly <laughs> ran over to the judges ran over to the uh um the the the, the promotion president or, or or ceo um i forget which one he ran over to you couldn't quite see i just assumed it was him and was trying to kind of plead his case what do you mean you're stopping the fight i'm fine i'm good you can see me rama was even saying something actually came over really a, a great sportsmanship moment came up and hugged him mm-hmm. uh, because honestly rama did not make the playoffs either. It was, it was a, it should have been a, at five minutes in the third round. That's how they had initially marked it. That it was going to be at five minutes in the third round, meaning neither guy made the playoffs. Rama was sad because well, I at least wanted to finish the fight. Um, Abdallah was upset because, well, I wanted to finish the fight and now I'm going to get the loss from the, the, the doctor stoppage between rounds. And then they came in and actually announced that it was going to be, I'm sorry, at, at, uh, at zero seconds or whatever they ended up calling it they somehow they put it into the yes. second round yeah they said uh the fight was stopped at, at the five minute mark of round two since okay uh, i'm since sorry you're the right yeah. was not answered for <laughs> round three then uh it was a round two stoppage yes yeah that's that's what it was and yeah it would have been zero seconds of the third round if it continued that's how it started off um so 
Rama ended up making the playoffs <laughs> um, by getting a second round stoppage. Yeah. Uh, well, I slid in at the number seven <laughs> spot. Yeah. I mean, it's absolute. I mean, lucky as you can get. I don't want to say lucky because I mean it was. It just I know we spoke about it as soon as it happened. Like that was almost, that was confusing because if I thought if it was going to be stopped, it for sure would have been Rama, who really I mean really looked rocked in going into into his corner at that uh, at the end of that round and and to see the stoppage and then to actually see that they put it into the second round because it didn't make it into the third. It was a. Uh, it's very interesting. I mean, honestly, and, and this is kind of one of those things where it starts to come into um, – and I, some of the things I've even read also talk about it. This is where having the, the points system and all that stuff really um, can definitely grow going into next year is really mm-hmm. now that we've seen this happen, you can kind of plan a contingency for it. Okay, if the round is over, do we consider it into a second round? Do we consider it – going that they didn't get inside the time frame of the second round and the doctor stoppage goes into the third. Um, definitely places to improve because uh, there has been some kind of um, just strange calls. I mean, you talked about the Jason High not tapping out stoppage in the mm-hmm. first one of the first – was it the first PFL or the second? No, it, was, it was, I want to say the third. Uh, that okay. was in Chicago. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, yeah you're right. in Chicago's – rules are so weird that had that been in Chicago, they would not have made the playoffs because at the end of the round, if anything is stopped within that time, then it actually goes over into round three. Uh, so yeah. it's like at the zero point uh, zero one mark of round three, it would have been done because you had a couple that were stopped like that. And that did impact some people's standings because it impacted the amount of points that they received. Yeah, so this is um, definitely one of those things that I think we can see improved upon is, is making this something across the board, um, either making every fight move into the third round um, or, or keep it in the second, however you want to do it. Uh, but it was definitely interesting because you saw the fight and um, both fighters thought that they had missed the playoffs. I mean, honestly, if you get a chance to watch it, it's a really good fight. And honestly, the sportsmanship at the end was really – almost cliche is going to sound cliche, but it was really powerful. I mean, to see the guy that was just trying to punch you in the face in order to, to win money um, comes over and is the guy that's like, I mean, they, they embrace and you could like hear him like talking to him. Hey man, you're a warrior, bro. This isn't like, we know that you're not quitting. This is your stopping, mm-hmm. you know, you're being stopped. I mean, like it was really a cool moment to see that. And uh, again, if you're someone that's like, well, I don't want to watch fighting because it's barbaric. And it, this is one of those things you want to see. This is what we try to talk about. When it's not like that, I know we've talked in the past about guys that knock somebody down. They go from submission instead of the ground and pound uh, for the mm-hmm. respect of the other fighter's health. I mean, this isn't just like blood and gore and we just want to hurt people. I mean, there's a lot right. of sportsmanship, a lot of, of tradition that, that are involved in these things. And these are two guys um, that really put it all on the line and then even came together at the end is like, hey, you know, you're good, bro. This was what, what, a, what a battle. And it was right. really a cool moment to to see, even though it was a weird ending situation. Yeah, um, it, it definitely was. If I'm not mistaken, I think that Rama was helping to get the hand wraps off of um, off of his opponent, uh, off of Abdullah's hands after uh, the fight was over. When they were talking, it was it was really really. A beautiful display. Mm. Well, from those fights, again, people punch their tickets into the playoffs. Uh, speaking of that, Emiliano Sordi and uh, Atayev, they both punched their tickets into the light heavyweight playoffs with their performances in PFL. And lo and behold, they'll be fighting one another in the quarterfinals uh, for the middleweight division. No one fought on this card that uh, impacted that, but the welterweight division, uh, Fajeda got in because of his victory. Uh, he is number five. He'll be going up against Rick Story in the lightweight division. Uh, again, as I stated, Johnny Case got in. Number eight, he'll be taking on Natan Schulte. Didn't throw a punch. Didn't do anything, just made weight 
and made his way in and got his money. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of talk about Kamaru Usman making weight for UFC 228 and getting paid to do it. Well, uh, he won't be the only one. Johnny Case did the same thing. And then in the featherweight division, uh, Alexandre Popo Bazeda got in at number six with his victory. And that's that. Yeah, so th- those are the playoff implications that took place from PFL 7. Josh, tell the fight fans what we will be covering on the next episode of Aftermath. What fight card? We have the UFC 228. 228? Yes, 228, yes, I believe. 228. Uh, Woodley and Till. Um, I believe there's two two title fights on this card. You've got the yes, welterweight title. You've got uh, Tyron, Tyron Woodley um, finally uh, healthy from shoulder surgeries and stuff to come in and defend mm-hmm. his belt uh, against Darren Till. And then you have uh, – is that Shevchenko? Yes, Valentina okay. Shevchenko. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was the other one because I didn't have it in front of me, and I was like, I don't want to say that if that is actually 229. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, so that, yes. Yes. <laughs> So you'll have the, I believe that's uh, flyweight women? Flyweight title. First defense. Uh, the champion, Nico Montano, will be fighting Montano. for the first time in a year and defending her uh, title that she picked uh-huh. up by winning the uh, tough tournament and, uh, and being some really notable people. I will be uh, talking about this in the uh, main card and if you want to do some reading I know that my man the bearded wonder will be doing his previews and his picks uh, through his blog post but yeah they're fighting Um, you also have Brandon Davis taking on Zabit Magomed Sharapov yes I forgot Jessica Andrade and Carolina Cool, Kovacavich. She doesn't even have a nickname. I just I gave that to her, and I'm spelling it with a K because her first and last name is spelled with K. So, uh, well, that doesn't three Ks together. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that part. So maybe we'll make it a C. So we'll in the, yeah, C. Cool, Kovacavich. Uh, <laughs> taking on Jessica. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, we had some fun tonight. Uh, we sure. <laughs> and Abdul Judo Thunder Razak Al-Hassan taking on Nico the Hybrid Price. Yeah, so that's uh, that. There was a little, uh, or not a little, but uh, Cage Warriors was good last week. Um, uh, Patty Pimblett lost to Soren Bot. That, oh my goodness. Did you see that fight? Uh, I saw bits and pieces. I've, I've seen basically the whole fight just not not in in the sequential set. order yeah. yeah um but yeah and i've heard a lot about it. i follow quite a few people that are uh really big uh, cage warrior fans um and even had a chance to speak with some of them about it via twitter and um heard a lot of really good things uh, about the fight and honestly in both fighters so uh, i yeah. probably will go back and watch the whole thing and just get the, the whole feel as opposed to snippets here and there I would uh, now the fact that Bach won is amazing because he should have been out of there in round one, and because of uh, because of of your love for and knowledge of the ground game, if you haven't watched that round, just watch that round, and you can talk a little bit about it on the next episode of Aftermath because I want to know how Bach survived. No <laughs> clue how he survived that. But anyway, we'll have uh, that coming up on the next episode of Aftermath where we give you the week that was in MMA. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, any parting words for the people? Mr. Musul. 
Um, no, I mean, we talked about the social medias and following them. Um, make sure you're following the, the new uh, MTMV, My Team, My Voice. Um, if, you're follow- if you are already following Trackstar Sports, you should. It just, it just will look different. Right. Um, but if not, that's what you're looking for. So if you're listening to, you know, you just listened to our last podcast or, or even the one before, we're talking about follow Trackstar Sports. That's changed. MTMV. Um, and yep. I just wanted MTMV to re- Sports. Yeah, yes, I wanted to re-emphasize that because I know we have both said Trackstar Sports <laughs> a few times already. Um, Ambush Sports is a new uh, Twitter handle and Instagram that we're we're coming up with. That's I'm trying to get that to. Uh, we're going to rebrand our entire. Um, name the blog right now is first in inches blog.wordpress.com and we i know it says first in inches it does cover football fantasy football baseball golf but uh the vast majority of what we do is is mma i just brought on another mma writer and he has been pumping nice. stuff out like crazy super cool um also a huge bellator fan so that is um just shot him up at the top of my list. <laughs> we are big Bellator guys. Yes. Uh, but yeah, follow us outside of just the podcast. And um, I mean, especially our personal uh, Twitters and stuff. Uh, Twitters. I don't even know if that's proper Twitter handles. Follow those. Yeah. Um, and you got to get a what feel for what we do outside of just talk about MMA or just talk about football. Um, uh, just a lot of cool things, that, uh, especially on yours. I, I enjoy seeing the church signs things that you start posting and uh, oh, the, the little nuggets from Sunday uh, Sunday sermons and stuff. So really cool. Um, you can get more than just fight and sports info uh, by following these things. Absolutely. You get a peek into our worlds. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, fight fans, uh, thank you for tuning in to Aftermath. Tell all your friends about it, as well as the main card mtmv sports main card which gives you more of the previews where aftermath is more of a recap uh until next time fight the good fight or i should say until the horn sounds Mm. fight the good fight